Hello world. Greetings from the weirdness. <laughs> from my weirdness to yours. This is an experimental Song of the Spheres podcast. While I'm on a walk, if you're listening to this, then the experiment went well. Today is the 14th of April, 2023, and boy, oh boy, are we in it. We are in it. Well, I can speak for myself and everyone else in the United States. I think we're extra in it. In the thick of our own soup being this overarching Pluto return that is happening alongside everything else. So right now, we're not technically in eclipse season, but it sure does seem like it. (laughs) We're on the cusp of uh, this spring's eclipse season. And I've just been having these really wild experiences that caused me to go, wait, wait, wait a second, that's not happening yet. And looking at the chart and, and uh, learning some new things about astrology. There have been some trigger dates in recent weeks that I have correlated to the coming solar eclipse. I believe it's on the 17th, April 17th. And this, there's a lot to say about this eclipse. There's a lot to say about this eclipse and I'm not gonna say everything. I'm I'm just gonna say, here's what I'm gonna say. This is a solar eclipse that is happening on the cusp of Aries and Taurus. It technically happens in Aries. So it is the first set of eclipses moving into the Aries out of the Taurus Libra axis and into the Aries, sorry, Taurus Scorpio axis and into the Aries Libra axis. But the nodes are still in Taurus and Scorpio. And mere moments after the eclipse happens, the sun and the moon pop right back into Taurus. So expect continuing themes with a new twist that can be foreshadowing of what is to come for the next few years. So the thing that's been really getting me personally about this coming eclipse is Mercury's play. So Mercury will be stationing direct at the time of the solar eclipse, almost conjunct Uranus. And and this energy is just so much. It's just so much. It's happening in my first house. So whatever I say henceforth, know that it's coming through that lens of I am experiencing this in my body. 
on on levels indescribable. So I, I'm really having an intimate experience with these movements. It's not going to look like that or play out like that for everybody. Whilst at the same time, I I have a little in. You know, I have I have a little. Mercury and Uranus are whispering their secrets to me. <laughs> just, just so long as I can live to tell the tale. So here I am, living, telling, walking among the birds and the trees and the clouds and the flowers. Because my nervous system is, it's taking a lot of work right now to relax my nervous system and I keep laughing at that paradox how hard I am working to relax right now it's like relax or die I would say that's kind of the theme of this eclipse season once again through my lens so the okay so this mercury station conjunct uranus so Mercury will go retrograde two days, I believe, after a day or two after the eclipse. But it is stationing direct at the moment of eclipse. It's just sitting on that 15 degree mark. Whew, right next to Uranus. And, you know, the eclipses are happening a half a sign away. But, and they're happening in a different sign. They're happening at the very, very, very end of Aries. But as I said, they're popping right into Taurus, the sun and the moon. And um, the North Node is already there. So I can tell you they're linked because I can feel it in my body. And then that's the explanation of how they're linked, even though it's not, they're not on top of each other. Thank fucking God they're not on top of each other. Also, though, thank God for what's coming through because just because it's challenging doesn't mean it's not giving us the goods. If we can quiet ourselves to the extent that we can actually receive it and work with it. So, so, so to say some more about the, the Mercury and Uranus piece of this, Uranus, one of the ways to look at the relationship between these two planets that I find very resonant and powerful from my own experience is that, and observations, is that Uranus is a higher octave of Mercury. So... It's like Mercury is a C and Uranus is a high C. Although I don't know if that's actually the note. I don't know if C, maybe G. Maybe G is more the proper note. Mercury is a G and Uranus is a high G. And when they're playing together, they are in perfect harmony. Little brother, big brother, best friends, trines in their charts. 
singing at the top of their screaming songs at the top of their lungs on the playground and just raking coals across your nervous system which apparently if we're taking this as messages our nervous systems need this right now we are being awoken into higher and higher levels of our evolution and we know this and uh, yet it is still uncomfortable and um, it's hard to say yes to man it's hard to say yes to I kind of feel like sometimes I don't have a choice anyway that's for another topic so strategies here are some strategies there was a trigger day what was it It was at the very beginning of April it may have been the first I think it was the first where okay I'm walking so I'm doing this from memory I believe mercury was at the degree mercury had moved over the degree uh, the last, the 29th degree of Aries and was aspecting all of the planets that have just ingressed Pluto, Saturn, and Mars. And I'm telling you what, it was, it was not my internal experience on that day. My internal experiences were really just beginning at that moment. But we had crazy windstorms and crazy occurrences and accidents and just weird, weird, weirdness all day long. And I just went, what is going on? And I looked at the chart and I was like, what? And then I looked forward at the full moon that hadn't happened yet. And I thought, well, yeah, kind of. And then I looked forward at the eclipse and I went, oh, so what I'm seeing here is extremely fast energy. So, you know, Uranus is often conceptualized in personality as being like lightning. And, uh, and so the wise man and woman and everything in between, man... I didn't mean to come down here where the traffic was loud. My apologies. Um, behaves accordingly when there's lightning in the air, right? Think about a, a car, a vehicle, very Uranian. This is a combustion engine. It's literally, it's literally, we've harnessed lightning to make our, to be able to travel in time. I shouldn't be able to get from here to there in 20 minutes, but I can because I've harnessed lightning. And, and I, when you're in a car, it's very important to be sober and alert and paying attention. It's also very easy not to be any of those things because we drive so much and we're so used to it. And I think that's a really good picture of this time right now is that we're just walking through our lives that, and we walk through these lives every day and we're kind of used to them and we're kind of doing what we're doing. But it is really important right now 
and in the coming weeks to snap out of our daydreams. Real easy to be in daydreams right now. Long-term daydreams with Neptune and Pisces. But it's, it's very important for us to be consciously returning to our awareness of the present moment. Because driving cars is the most dangerous thing that we do. And paying attention while driving is the difference between life and death. And right now, we're, we're driving these bodies through these lives. It's a time to pay attention. It's a time to slow down. It's a time to not drive with my emotions. My emotions are cranked and I wanna crank up the music and I wanna put the pedal to the metal and I wanna flit in and out of traffic because it's fun and I feel like it and I need to burn off some of this energy. Wrong. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Burn off the energy in constructive ways. And, and you know, and that's just like, that's just foundational. Burn off the energy in constructive ways. You can take it a step further and say, okay, well, this energy is coming through. Maybe I could do something with it. Maybe I could do something awesome with it that I've been wanting to do. So you can think about ways of using this energy. Both of those are matters of consciousness and day-to-day -day decisions as well. You know, maybe today I just need to go for a run or go to yoga, but tomorrow I can move my life forward in a really profound way that I haven't had the energy for. We've got, we've got weeks on this. We've got weeks to work on this and to be in this place and to be peaceful in this place. So I, I am curious how much others are experiencing this in an embodied way. It's happening in my first house. So that's personal to me and shows me why I'm experiencing in this way, it in this way, but it is also happening in Taurus. So all of this action is acting upon the material world of which our bodies are intimately a part. So for those like me who are experiencing these energies in the nervous system, um, I, I strongly suggest a movement practice, which can be really hard to get into it when you're in it. You know, movement practices are most helpful when 
their long-term practices that you're already equipped with, that you've already cultivated when the time comes that you need it. That being said, there are some really basic, simple movements that you can do when you need it. I've, I have my entire life experienced extreme anxiety and when I was younger, extreme intense panic disorder. Um, anxiety disorder, panic disorder, I mean these things to the max and I've worked with it so much over my adult life that I don't, I haven't had a panic attack in years and years. And I don't experience chronic anxiety anymore. And it took me a couple weeks into it to realize I, I'm experiencing anxiety. It's been so long that I didn't notice you. I didn't recognize you, old friend. Um, and, you know, a disease known as half-cured. And since I've recognized it, I've been doing very, 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 very simple basic things. And it's been making a huge difference. And, I, and one of the things that humans do is if we have a big problem, like a malfunction in our nervous system, we think it requires a big solution and not necessarily. I've been playing meditative music all the time and doing really simple movements, slowing down, simple practices, which I'll get to in a minute, resting more, taking conscious deep breaths, and because the truth is, for, when it comes to the nervous system, little, little actions all the time are so much more powerful than big actions when I can get to them. So, it, whatever the things are that make your nervous system relax just do them. Just do them a little bit. Do them a little bit all the time. And it's going to go a long way. So one of the practices that I can just tell you in words that's so simple. It's so simple it's easy to forget to do, but so powerful. So it's called spontaneous qigong. And all it is is you shake your entire body just like a little kid or a dog or a mouse that's gotten caught in a trap. We've observed mammals, we've observed animals doing this for our entire lives. An animal, you see a dog having a nightmare and it finally pulls itself out of the dream. You're watching it on the kitchen floor, just twitching and kind of barking and whimpering and it finally pulls itself out of the dream what does it do it stands up and it shakes out its whole body mouse gets caught in a trap escapes what does it do it shakes out its whole body so what you want to do is shake out your body every part every little part from your toes all the way up your body up to your head Do it twice a day. Do it three times a day. Do it 20 times a day. Do it at least, at least once a day. I want to say twice a day. 
I, I don't even, I can't go to sleep without doing this anymore because it makes such a powerful difference in how well I sleep. And if I leave the house and forget to do it, it makes such a powerful difference in the rhythm of my day and how my day goes and how I feel throughout my day that I, I just don't forget it anymore. I just don't forget it. You can do it in five seconds. Better to take a minute and do it. Shake every little part. Just shake, 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 shake the shit out of your body. And what that does is it moves out all of the old stagnant chi. So that fresh chi, which is always being supplied by the natural world around us, can rush in. It's so powerful for the nervous system. Okay, that's one practice. Two practice, skin brush. (laughs) You got to buy the thing and then you've got to do it. And it does take, I mean, you can do it in a couple of minutes. I really like to take a good solid 10 minutes and I do it before bed. And it's legitimately pure, unadulterated bliss. (laughs) It's so easy, just like you would brush your dog just like you would brush your cat it it's like it's like I have all these sparks again because I have all of this electric planetary activity happening in my first house it's like I have all these sparks on my body and this has been going on since 2019 since Uranus went into Taurus it's like I just have electricity all over my body and when I do a skin brush sesh I'm just discharging it I sleep like a baby And it just, it feels so good. I can't even tell you how good it feels. It's bliss. I mean, it's legit bliss. Like that, I'm, that is not an overstatement. So you can buy the big long skin brushes that really get your back really good. Those aren't good. They're not my preference. Only for the back. To do your whole body easily and to want to do it every night and to really get stuff out of it. I use the little, it's, you know, four inches long and the whole handle fits in my hand and I just do small brushes all over my body. Oh my God. It's like heaven. It's heaven on earth. Skin brush. And then the third practice I'm going to tell you is a yoga asana. Is it an asana? Please somebody correct me if I'm wrong. It's a yoga move. And it's any of the balancing stands. So tree pose is the easiest one. So I will use tree pose. But any of the balancing poses will work for this. That I am finding during this time. And we've also had this play from Jupiter being on the other side of the sun and that so I put this in a post the other day I'm going to repeat it because it says speaks so much to balance right now what time is it I do have to get to work in one hour (laughs) right I'm leaving Um, but I still have a few minutes left before I get to my car okay so the center of our solar system is not actually the sun the center of our solar system is the gravitational center between the sun and Jupiter. The sun has a binary. The sun has a match and it's Jupiter. The gravitational pull between those two bodies is so powerful that that center is actually the center of our solar system. That's the best I understand it. 
Um, I believe that's true and right. I believe you can fact check me on that. So when uh, a couple days ago, Jupiter exactly conjunct the sun, so it was in a straight line on the other side of the sun, opposite Earth. And um, that means that the center of the solar system was on the, also on the opposite side of the sun. That's a long way away. And I was just looking around and looking at that piece of this whole picture and also my own experience at how challenging it was in that moment to stay balanced. So I began to really integrate this into my daily simple practices. I do longer practices when I can, but I do simple practices every single day. And it's all the difference in the whole world. So with tree pose, you can look it up on the internet. You just stand on one foot. You can, there are variations. All right, I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go up a hill, y'all. I'm just going to huff and puff here for a minute. I just need to take a shortcut. Um, yeah, you stand on one foot. You can put the other foot on your ankle. You can put the other foot all the way up at the top of your thigh. Whew. You can put your hands together at heart center like a namaste. You can lift your hands up like tree branches and soak in the rays. I've really been enjoying doing this um, in front of the sun and envisioning Jupiter there and just sort of an act, an action of surrender because I'm, I am subject to these bodies whether or not I consent. <laughs> so it's sort of my I accept, accept you, I receive you, have mercy on me, I receive your gifts, I will not waste my energy fighting against what you want to bestow to me. Why? Not because I'm virtuous. But because I am alive and life desires to live, this is how life perpetuates itself. And yes, of course, the other side of that coin is death. But this is Jupiter and the sun that we're talking about here. This is not really death material. This is Uranus and Mercury that we are talking here. I mean, I don't know. I feel like if, if someone were to get taken out by a, light, a, a bolt of lightning, that would definitely, I, and, I mean, and from, every, from what I can tell, that would, that would not be death. That would be a pretty dramatic transmutation. 
don't you think? Alrighty, well, this is what I got right now. My life is pretty demanding <laughs> at this moment in time, and I've been wanting to do a podcast for weeks. I have so much more to say and to share. Maybe I'll do another one before the eclipse, but if not, wishing you all well, sending you all so much love, so much love, camaraderie. We are in this together. You got this. I got this. We got this.